Thank you, and welcome to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Deb Brady. And here we are on Christmas Eve already, Deb. And today we're going to be joined by uh, Philippe Gomes, who will talk about the end of an era here in our city. And we'll also address a question that's been around for, well, at least 100 years or more uh, when we ask BBB. And we'll also answer the question of what you do if that gift you get tomorrow isn't quite right. What do you do for refunds? But right now, let's welcome our very special guest. Uh, you know, I've, I think we've said this a lot of times, a gentleman who needs little introduction. And that's especially true in this city and has been for some time. Philip Gomes is the uh, restaurateur and the uh, manager and owner of Aroma Restaurant. But he's been around in the hospitality business in this city for how long, Philippe? Good afternoon to all of you. <laughs> nice to be here, guys. Back in 1987, I did arrive in London, thinking that, uh, from what my wife had said, a bilingual city. Quickly realized that was not true, that this city is an English Anglo-Saxon city. And my French that I had learned all my life in Portugal could not be used, I thought, until I started working at the Delta Hotel, which I was the only person who could speak French. So I was always called to the front desk or to the phone to help. So I was very lucky because I was the only one that could do that in that whole hotel. And I did that for five years. And did you have very many opportunities to use your Portuguese? I did. But you know, that one is actually, I used with the people that work in the housekeeping. Yes, because finally, it was a manager in the hotel that not only could speak French with those guests from Quebec, but also could easily dialogue with the people from the kitchen or the people from the housekeeping or the maintenance department. And that was new for the hotel because it was never a manager yet at that time. And when did the entrepreneurial bug hit? <laughs> that was going on <laughs> since I was a kid. Um, I watched many, 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 many times as I was working in Port in Lisboa, the capital of Portugal, I was I walked by. I took all these four transportation uh, areas to get to to work. The first one will be the bus, and then I will take the boat. Then I will take the subway. Then I take the train, and eventually I made it to work. All of that in one hour and fifteen was one after the other. But when I walked by between the boat and the subway, I saw these ministerial cars of the Portuguese government on the square of the plaza that I walked by. And I saw this man beside his black Mercedes waiting for the, the ministers to come out of the offices so they could drive them around Lisbon. And I saw those briefcases. So I was fascinated by the briefcase. And I always associate Canada as a briefcase world, Canada, country, <laughs> because I always seen that way. It was briefcases and ballet. That's what they sold us in Portugal when we were kids on television. When we had one channel, the Canadians had briefcases and ballet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you've done quite a dance here <laughs> in this city, indeed, uh, indeed. whether it's ballet or not. <laughs> and uh, here we are on the 24th of December. Yeah. And on the 22nd, it mm. was the last day at Aroma. Yes. yes and so is. now you're going to be spending Christmas. But that was a, a big event on the 22nd. Indeed. It was an event that I wanted to thank Londoners. Because you cannot do anything by yourself. Yourselves, you know that, Jim and Deb. It's always a group of people that together can make things happen. Yes, you can be the leader by leading people, but you cannot do it by yourself. So during the 10, ten years in the city, I was able to carry on this restaurant called Aroma. It was a great place where many, many, many memories, thousands of memories were created, where a lot of weddings took place. And you don't believe the number of people had come to say goodbye. It was someone that was just walking by, and my daughter, daddy said, see that couple daddy? They just wanted to say goodbye to the place. 
They had、mm. their wedding here.、Mm. Now the place still there, but was something special that made so many people, over a hundred thousand people, walk to the doors of Aroma in ten years. Well, not only did Aromas have a very unique setting, but also it had a lot of personality and warmth that you don't usually find in a restaurant. And I think that's to do also with the kind of a background that I come from. Portugal is a country of discoveries. Portugal was a country that embraced many nations.、Uh, we visited the world. We went around. We did commerce with many countries. And at a very young age, you sort of encounter all those. Thousands of tourists they come to visit you to discover this country called Portugal. So you go to school and you walk by by tourists. You don't have that same thing in London, Ontario. You don't walk by by tourists because we don't have that type of destination. We are a wonderful city, but when it comes to tourism, we're not as we don't we don't have an ocean. We have no mountains. We have no caves. So what we have is a great community. But in Portugal, you grow up with that. So easily you become a servant hospitality person to help the tourists to find the, the the museum, to find the beach, to find the restaurant. We learn from young age to direct the people. Now, when you were having your grand closing ceremony, you had a special event benefiting a couple of different organizations. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Of course, as a Portuguese person, I'm a Catholic,、uh, and I wanted to invite my church to receive the the proceeds of the night、uh, for the homeless program that they have in London. But also, I wanted to invite the president of the foundation,、uh, Mendes Souza Mendes. Souza Mendes was a man in 1940, Portuguese consul general in Bordeaux. That was approached by 10,000 Jewish to help them to get a visa. Spain was an ally of of Hitler. Portugal was a neutral, and in order for them to get out of Europe, they needed to get on those ships. Right. So the Portuguese guy provided those visas, and they brought them to to freedom, and kept them away from the situation of the Holocaust for those people. So that was what the event was about. So by ex- extending himself and stamping thousands, thousands of visas, of visas for Jews and other people to escape yes, Europe. Yes, 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 indeed. Yeah, many people lived. But I understand that he suffered consequences. He did, Deb, and that's the part that unfortunately. One person tried to make a difference, and he did to the many of the others, but he did not them to himself. He died in the streets of Lisbon in poverty, helped by the monks that brought him to the monastery, and fed by the Jewish soup kitchen in Lisbon in 1945. Had not been for those Jews helping him, would not even have lived that long. So he died poor. He died on the streets, and、uh, I will have one goal. Now that I know better the story, that、uh, the Portuguese government to do a proper funeral for him. So that's one of the things that I'm going to work on. Okay, so your future is going to hold、um, some special activities to try to recognize Souza throughout the world and especially in Portugal. That's correct. I do want him to get a proper funeral, like an estate funeral, because when he died, he died alone, he died in poverty, and there was no funeral for him except the church that did the, the, the mass. But that was it. It was not given the right. Uh, recognition as what he did to many thousands of Jews, including the Rothschild family, including Savadali, so many, so many well-known people in those world are alive because of him. So I'm sure that we can learn more about Souza by、uh, accessing Google. Yeah, yeah, Google is a foundation in New York, based in, in New York.、Okay. After his name, that、uh, the purpose is to say that one person can make a difference just by taking the action to make they want to make that difference. Well, and you are one person who has made a difference and. Uh, we want to thank you for what you've done in London, and thank you for being here with us here on this、thank、Christmas、you. Eve and、You're、this year.、Welcome. Enjoy Christmas. Thank at you, home. thank you, and thanks to Very Business Bureau for the work that、uh, you guys do in our community and across southwestern Ontario, because you truly also making a difference. So thank you. Thank you. Have a good 
retirement. <laughs> Not retirement, but going away for a few months to rest. Uh, a good rest then. A little rest, yes, yes, indeed, indeed. Our guest, Philip Gomes. And when we return, we'll talk about a question that's been asked for hundreds of years. Welcome back to Ask BBB. Well, Christmas Eve, there are lots of questions. Uh, uh, will Santa Claus come? That's one of the big questions, I think, out there, Deborah. It is. And do you know the answer to that? Because I'm, I'm really wondering if I'm going to put my, my stockings and I'm, is he, is he real? Is Santa going to come? Will <laughs> well, he know where well, I am? Well, first, I thought you were going to ask, do you think I'm on the naughty or the nice list? <laughs> I know which list I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but and, do and you. Will, will, will Santa Claus actually find me and, and know we're here? But um, back a long time ago, have we ever been asked at BBB, yeah. is there a Santa Claus? I know we have. Yeah. And, and the answer, of course, uh, everybody has has their answer to whether or not there is a Santa Claus. But that question's been around for a long time. And back in 1897, before either one of us were born, (laughs) there was a little girl who wrote a letter to the New York Sun and asked, is there a Santa Claus? Now, I see you have a letter in front of you. Yeah. Well, the editor, Charles Dana, answered that. And it's uh, one that I think has been repeated at Christmas time over and over and And it's always worth uh, repeating. Could you share the story with us, Jim? Dear Virginia, is there a Santa Claus? Your little friends are wrong. They've been affected by the skepticism of the skeptical age. They don't believe except that they see. They think that nothing can be which is not comprehensible by their minds. All minds, Virginia, whether they be of men's or children's, are little. In this great universe of ours, man is a mere insect, an ant, in his intellect, as compared with the boundless world around him, as measured by the intelligence capable of grasping the whole truth and knowledge. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. He exists as certainly as love and generosity and devotion exist, and you know that they abound and give to your life its highest beauty and joy. Alas, how dreary would the world be if there were no Santa Claus. It would be as dreary as if there were no Virginias. There would be no childlike faith then, no poetry, no romance, to make tolerable this existence. We should have no enjoyment except in sense and sight. The eternal light with which childhood fills the world would be extinguished. Not believe in Santa Claus? Well, you might as well not believe in fairies. You might get your papa to hire men to watch the chimney on Christmas evening to catch Santa Claus, but even if they did not see Santa Claus coming down, what would that prove? Nobody sees Santa Claus. But that's no sign that there is no Santa Claus. The most real things in the world are those that neither children nor men can see. Did you ever see fairies dancing on the lawn? Of course not. But that's no proof that they're not there. You may tear apart a baby's rattle and see what makes the noise inside. But there is a veil covering the unseen world which not the strongest man, nor even the united strength of all the strongest men that ever lived, could tear apart. Only faith, fancy, Poetry, romance, 
and push aside that curtain and view and picture the supernatural beauty and glory beyond. Is it real? Ah, Virginia, in all the world there is nothing else real and abiding. No Santa Claus? Thank God he lives and lives forever. A thousand years from now, Virginia, nay, ten times ten thousand years from now, he will continue to make glad the hearts of childhood. Signed, The Editor, New York Sun, 1897. What a beautiful story that still holds strong today. It's amazing, isn't it, that even while it's uh, over a hundred years since that was first written, and it still rings true. And uh, when we start thinking about the chimney, well, there are all kinds of ways that Santa Claus gets uh, gets here now, because not everybody has a chimney. But through the magic of Christmas, Santa's there. And Santa has a lot of elves out there helping, and we have seen and spoken to so many over the course of these last few weeks. And um, I want to thank all of those Santa helpers and elves um, for the good work that they're doing. In fact, you did some work with the Salvation Army in packing up some of these uh, Yeah, that was packages. a lot of fun. Yeah, so uh, Rick and I went uh, to the Salvation Army at Western Fair um, to help um, do the hamper program. So we packaged up toys, big, colorful ba- plastic bags of toys and clothing and things like that for kids. And it's the highlight of my Christmas season. And I know that uh, the Toys for Tots program that uh, uh, the HMCS Prevo have coordinated has also provided uh, a lot of answers to the Santa Claus question as well. So So, I hope that we found all the kids that needed Santa's joy. Well, um, we know that there's a, a lot of joy out there at this time of year. And we'll be back in just a moment or two to talk about, well... Some of those times when there isn't a whole, 100% joy because you need to find a refund. (laughs) (laughs) So the hassle side of Christmas. (laughs) Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Deb Brady. Well, it is Christmas Eve. Have you got your Christmas shopping all done? (laughs) Yeah, I I do, thankfully. (laughs) Well, let's see, Nola. It's not quite noon yet, so there's still that last, last minute Oh, I hope I haven't forgotten anybody. There are, well, that's exactly it, isn't it? That gift you forgot or somebody who's going to be coming who you didn't expect and you better get something. There are all those things. And then... There are some of us that just don't feel like it's Christmas unless we go out and do one more little blitz of shopping. Yeah, my dad loves to shop on Christmas Eve, and I can't imagine much worse well, except for having to return something on Boxing Day. <laughs> well, uh, one of the things that I enjoy about being out on Christmas Eve is is looking at people, and you see some perplexed. Others, if if you're not really in a crisis situation, you can enjoy it and enjoy them there. And you realize that they're there because they want to get something nice for somebody. But the choices have come down to very, very slim. So yeah. it really makes the decision pretty quick because you, <laughs> you don't have much, much, much left to choose. And I suspect that those are the gifts that end up being returned or uh, go, people going for a a refund. So make sure if you still got Christmas shopping, you do make sure that you get the, the gift receipt. Eh? Yes, that's right. And if there's still some things to do, we, 
we really need – that's one of the questions that's going to be asked tomorrow. Uh, um, do you know – can we return this? <laughs> Which when you hear that, you know – questions yeah. that should be asked before the purchase. Yes. I have some ideas there. But then there's also a few things that you should know about the return after the fact. So before your purchase, you should actually ask, what is the return policy? Do you get a refund? Are there exchanges, stored credits only? That's not unusual. Do you need to have your receipts? Do the tags still need to be on the items, original packaging? Mm -hmm. There could even be um, restocking fees. That's not uncommon for electronic goods, for instance, mm -hmm. especially if the box has been opened. So it's really good to ask what the rules are about a return before you buy an item. And often the return rules are printed on the back of the receipt. So hold on to that receipt. And if you're giving a gift for someone you think that there's a chance that might not fit or not quite right, many stores can provide you a gift receipt that doesn't have the price on it, but it has the information that's needed to make the exchange and get the benefits of having the receipt. Well, I notice a lot of uh, places now ask that when you're buying. Is this for yourself or is it a gift? gift. And then do you need a gift receipt to go with it? So um, I guess a lot of businesses are, are making sure that that's there. Yeah, it, it saves everybody a lot of trouble later. And realize there's some things that can't be returned, like personal items, maybe lingerie or bathing suits, for mm -hmm, instance. Mm -hmm. So you you really should know before you make the purchase. But if if you're receiving a gift this Christmas and you aren't too thrilled with it. You know, you you say you're gracious, thank you very much, but you may want to exchange it later. Hopefully it's just a sizing issue or something. There's a few tips to know there too. Okay. Well, what what kinds, if you've let the person know, so you, hopefully you've got the receipt that yes. you can take it, or do you give it back to them, let them take it? Or, oh, well, or I, th I think that's a little bit of a matter yeah, of yeah. etiquette. Some people yeah. um, expect the giver to exchange the item and give, the perfect gift. I think that's expecting a bit much mm -hmm. personally. Um, they've done their best to give you the gift. And if they're able to give you the receipt, they they will. And since it's you who can know what's exactly right, I think that it's reasonable for the gift receiver to do the exchange themselves. But please do everybody a favor, including yourself. Don't do it on Boxing Day. <laughs> Some stores even um, have rules against it because there's the crowds are humongous for people out there trying to get the Boxing Day sales. And also, so there'll be crowds, it'll be chaotic, things will be picked over. Wait a couple days and, you know, make sure that you know what the time limit is and then make your return. Bring the receipt, bring the packaging if you're unsure about an item, don't take those um, uh, tags off of it in the first place. And go with patience because you got to realize, you know, these people have been very stressed with the demands of all kinds of consumers trying to get things right. So um, be patient with them and they'll be as helpful as they can with you and bring the item in the in a bag and with your receipt and be prepared for the news that um, – Maybe you can only get a gift certificate in return or an exchange of some sort. And know before you go that there's only two occasions that are protected by law for returns and exchanges in Ontario. So if you receive an item that is defective, the store is obligated to give you a like item in exchange. So, for instance, if you got a black laptop and it doesn't work and all they have left is silver ones... 
and you wanted the black one. Well, the law says that the silver one is a like item. So there you go. And then if this, if an item was um, misadvertised, misleading advertising, then an item can be returned as well. And you can get your money back for that. If you're having trouble with getting your returns and exchange done and you think you're following the guidelines accordingly, give BBB a call. We'll be happy to step in. Of course, our services are free to both the business and to the consumer, and we'll help try to resolve that. You can always ask BBB. We have a few answers for you. Just about any question. Even if there is a Santa. (laughs) And you can contact us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, or Instagram, at BBB Western Aunt. Uh, and uh, if you have a question or a guest suggestion, uh, you can tweet us at Ask BBB. We'll even take Merry Christmas wishes too. There, <laughs> that would be nice. Well, yeah. And uh, we want to say thanks this morning and Merry Christmas to our producer Ashley Castleman, BBB Western Ontario's communications manager. And uh, we'll be back again next week, uh, the last show of the year. Yeah. The New Year's Eve special. Our guests will be Bruce McGuffin, who is the chair of the Rockin' New Year's Eve. And we'll have a guest from the London Police Services Constable, Sant Ashabao, will join us. So until then, next week, hope you have a Merry Christmas. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Deb Brady. Remember, start with trust.